This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. The reason why I always get giddy about my work going viral is because I know that the people that are interacting with it are people that are genuinely interested. So if they follow me, they're going to be a follower for life for the most part. And that's usually how it happens. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Letitia Bryant with her Storymaker Portraits. Letitia's work is fun and powerful, and she's very passionate about what she does because she highlights children of color who are very underrepresented in entertainment, media, and advertising, and the work she does is so incredibly important. Letitia shares with us how she creates genuine images and why this is so crucial to what she does. Many of her photos have gone viral, and she talks about how this has benefited her with booking more clients. Letitia also partners with different brands, and she shares how she is so ready to grow that part of her business. I really, really enjoyed hearing from Letitia, and if you don't know her work yet, please, please check her out on Instagram or Facebook at Her Storymaker Portraits. Okay, let's start the show. Hi, Letitia. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, where do you live? I forgot to ask you that when we were chatting before. Oh, Louisiana. Okay. Louisiana, yeah. It's not cold for you. You're like still warm over there. Yeah, what is winter anyways? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could say that. I'm so, so not a winter person, but here I am in Michigan. Okay, I have so much to ask you and so much to talk about today. I actually discovered you because... Well, okay, that sounds like I discovered you. I didn't mean to say that. But I learned about you and your work from Sue, Sue Bryce. She texted me and she's like, you have to check out Letitia Bryant. It's her story maker's portrait on Instagram. And she shared your page. And I was like scrolling through like, wow, your portraits are just so fun and vibrant and powerful. And I just really, really love them. So I'm wondering if for people out there who might not know your work yet, can you just kind of sum up what you do what type of photography you do? So the type of photography that I do is centered around um, children of color, because as we all know, mm-hmm. like they are not represented on a large scale. So that's where my heart is. And it's what I love to shoot. Mm-hmm. And I love to tell stories centered around children of color. Now, COVID has really messed things up for me because I was supposed to do a model call actually for Hispanic kids, uh, Mexican kids. And of course, that was derailed the entire plan. But I hope to add in all other ethnicities of kids that are, are underrepresented. But that's the gist of what I do. And I shoot with brands. That's like my passion. I... Before I got into um, shooting with brands, I tried the whole family thing, family shoots, birthday shoots. Uh, I tried events, which I'm an introvert, and mm-hmm. events are just not for me. I cannot handle them. Weddings make me jittery. Um, I don't even think I can second <laughs> shoot. I thought I maybe I could second shoot, and I said I'd try it, but it's just not my passion. And I found that if something isn't my passion, my work isn't that great. Right, right. Yeah, so that was like once I discovered that I loved that and I was able to tell a story, some of the stories which 
are my own in some way and, and, and the things that I lived through or whatever, like I knew it was what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you're doing is so important. I mean, not just like you obviously create really beautiful work, but like you said, for kids of color and, and adults too, who are completely yeah. underrepresented in advertising and media and everything that we're fed to all day long and that our kids are fed to all day long. I just think what you're doing is so important. Like when I first saw your photo, the VP looks like me. I mean, I got choked up, you know, it's, it just chokes me up. I think what you're doing, you're, but you're also telling these stories in a really like fun way, you know, fun and powerful, but it's also, it's just really, really, really great to see, you know? Well, the kids themselves are just fun. So a lot of uh, the fun that people see in photos is just them, Mm -hmm. I swear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's just them. And I want them to to be like who they are um, because it makes the photos that much better. So I don't do a ton of posing. Like I don't do a lot of telling them what to do unless they are just being crazy that day, <laughs> which definitely <laughs> but for happens. the most part it happens. <laughs> um, but I just I enjoy uh, letting them be exactly who they are because it makes for a great story. Yeah, yeah, you can totally see that in your work. Like there's this one photo I'm looking at right now. Your your caption says Tuesday Black Unicorn Magic, and she's in that like blue and purple dress and you're in like a brick alleyway and she's just like strutting down with this look of like just confidence and it I love it I love it it's like you capture the emotion (laughs) it's actually my daughter it is oh my gosh she's absolutely (laughs) gorgeous Letitia but yeah she just looks so confident yeah she's also been in front of my lens since she was two Ah, (laughs) she was the reason that I started she was the reason and honestly when I started shooting I always said I would never shoot other people really Uh, yeah when I picked up the camera I said this is just for my kids I want to be able to document them growing up and then I discovered brands and I started shooting her with her friends and I got other little models too and I just fell in love and I was like oh I definitely said I wouldn't do this and here I am (laughs) (laughs) okay tell me a little bit more about that when you said you discovered brands how do you incorporate that into your work like how how does a brand inspire a photo shoot well okay outside of just photography I absolutely love styling like so all of the outfits that they wear I completely style um each shoot every time and I think a lot of what the girls wear helps with the story. For instance, I'm not sure if you saw the photo of the girls in the black dresses. Yes. They're holding hands and masks. Well, most of them have masks on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If those dresses would have been any other color but black, it would have changed the entire feel of the photos. Mm-hmm. For instance, if they would have been red, black has a lot to do with like, when people think of the color black, they think of like doomsday or like just a gloomy day. And what I was trying to portray through those photos uh, was the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. I think was able to come through because of that, because of what they were wearing. So uh, working with brands um, and having access to like different wardrobes, it definitely helps with the story. Yeah, I love that you do your own styling. It's really cool. Now when you, so like for example, there is a photo, it's captioned Dream Without Fear, Love Without Limits. And it is four girls, they're in like um, black, like faux leather pants, t-shirt with a heart Mm -hmm. on it. So do you get people to send you these clothes in exchange for doing a photo shoot? Or do you purchase them? Or how do you, you know, for people out there who want to style their own photo shoots like how do you achieve it I guess so this is how I do it depending on my needs a lot of my shoots are booked brand shoots but I do have a lot of brands that are smaller and they are not able to afford to pay for a a brand shoot so Mm -hmm. I will allow them to send those pieces because I, I need it for the shoot and it helps them it helps me and I'm cool with it so I do that a lot yeah yeah which I think helps it helps me actually build a stash of things that I can go back to, which a lot of the items the girls get to keep. A lot of the clothing, like I don't think they've had to buy clothing in years, honestly, <laughs> since awesome. I started posting. They haven't had to buy clothing. But for the most part, I will keep uh, a lot of the accessories. If there's some pants that I feel like I'll need to go back to, I'll keep those. But for the most part, they're able to keep 
their wardrobes. Yeah. But that's how I bring them in. And it actually works for me because I'm still getting paid for the shoot. And I'm still able to get other pieces in from other brands. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Now, do you have, I know you said you have a daughter who's seven. Do you have other kids? I do. Um, I have a son, Jaden. Jaden is about to be 14 next month. And then I have another son, Carter, and he's 12. Oh, nice. Very cool. So you have like a wide range. (laughs) Yeah, they are at that age where they don't need me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I like it. Oh, that makes me sad, but also very excited. It's like, I feel like it's such a, I don't know, messes with you when your kids start to get older. It's like, ah. Okay, so is this your full-time job as a photographer? Do you have another job as well? I do. It is not my full-time job. I actually work full-time. People never believe me when I say that, but I do. I know. It's like, how Uh, do you do all of this? (laughs) Well, the only way it works is because I work from home. And I always have. And I'm actually a um, customer service manager for a cooking company. And I've been with them for about eight years. Okay. All right. So it sounds like, well, I guess I could be wrong, but as, as far as working from home, maybe it's a little bit more flexible. I do have a lot of flexibility. I I do have a schedule as well. Um, If I have something that comes up, they are really good about working with me on it. Uh, So I've never had an issue there. So that's how I'm able to kind of work things out. Yeah, yeah. So you're a good example of of being able to work full time and still do something in addition that you love, you know, on the side. Do you think that your goal is to be a full-time photographer? Are you okay just staying with how things are now? No, I definitely want to be a full-time photographer because it's what I enjoy. I don't really enjoy my job. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I mean, I'm home and it's a job and I've always had it, but it's not, I'm not happy to get up and go to work, if that makes sense. But anytime it's time to shoot, Um, I'm always happy about that. I'm always happy to get to styling, picking shooting locations. I'm always excited about that. But the funny thing is, like, I love what I do. And actually, the girls are pretty much a hit here where I live because everybody know them now because they've gone viral several times. And I'm okay with that. But I don't really like to center myself. I'm such an introvert. I'm just like, yeah, I'm Letitia. I'm the photographer, but the girls are cute. Look at them. I couldn't <laughs> find one photo of you on your Instagram. I, I think <laughs> there's there was, probably one. <laughs> there was one in your stories. It was like the behind the scenes stories, which is also really fun to look at. So if you're on Letitia's Instagram, it's her story maker portraits. There, if you look at the behind the scenes, I did get one like glimpse of you, I think. But yeah, I was wondering, like, there should be one photo of me for my birthday last year. I think I posted because I went to Paris and there should be a picture of me in front of the Eiffel Tower. But other than that, I have not posted. Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to look for it. <laughs> oh man, I feel like people need to see you more in here in your brand. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned that some of the photos went viral. So how how did that happen? Like, I think a lot of people out there kind of want one of their photos to go viral or like are wondering how you do that. Like, did you have any hand in that or did someone just happen to find this photo or whatever? No, I've actually had several from Facebook to Instagram. The latest one on Instagram was the the VP Like Me series. Mm-hmm. And it was my daughter that was in that. But there was two shoots. There was one with three girls that went viral. And then there was another one with just Olivia that went viral. And it went crazy. Like it made it to the White House. It made it to Essence. Awesome. Yeah. And then I had another shoot with the girls. They were dressed as mermaids that made it to Essence. I've had several that have gone viral. I've had some on Facebook. Which I find Facebook is a little weird. I never know when it's going to happen on Facebook. Usually I can tell on Instagram just because of like the shares Mm -hmm, in in, mm -hmm. in the stories. Usually I can tell, okay, this is probably going to be it because, but Facebook is like hit or miss. I never know. And it's never the pictures that, the pictures that have gone viral, it's never the ones that I personally would have said, I want that one to go viral. It's never that, ever. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny? You never know what someone's going to react to strongly. Yeah. I mean, the VP looks like me one. I can 100% see why. I mean, that's just like a no-brainer of why it would go viral. It's just, that makes sense. But do you find that you get any sort of like benefit other than being excited and lots of people seeing your work? 
you know, do you find that you get extra work out of it or more clients or, you know, what have you seen there? Absolutely more clients. After the VP looks like me went viral, because I think that picture, it got up to like 37,000 likes and it was so many reshares. It was crazy. But after that, from that picture, I got, I believe, 2,000 new followers and I probably booked 10 times. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it was yeah, it was amazing and and a little scary because it was yeah, it was a lot to deal with at first. Yeah. Um but I'm just like, well, this is what people want and this is what I want. I want more people to see my work and, you know, yeah. be able to follow follow along with the story on my page. Yeah, for sure. And I like to the reason why I always get giddy about my work going viral is because I know that the people that are interacting with it are people that are genuinely interested. So if they follow me, they're going to be a follower for life Mm -hmm. for the most part. And that's usually how it happens. Yeah. Again, I feel like you're such a good example of making things work. So some people will say like, oh, you know, I just, I'm an introvert is one thing people say. I I don't want to get out there and market because I'm an introvert or I don't have a lot of money to spend on marketing. And here you are, an introvert who was able to book 10 shoots and not have to, other than doing the shoot itself, you didn't really have to do anything other than be at your computer or on social media, which is free. Yes. So it's like create a really powerful or an image that says something or that is meaningful that people will react to. And look, you have this like free marketing plan that has booked you a ton of shoots. Yeah, it's it's insane. And the crazy part about it is you never know when it's going to happen. I do think it's important, though, that when you're shooting, that it is genuine. Mm -hmm. I think people can feel that whenever they're looking at your work. Oh, so yeah. the picture of Olivia, I, I think it's 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 entirely her. I shot it. I I heard her. I heard what she was saying when she was running up the alleyway, and she was excited and she was lively. It was her in the photo that people see. It's definitely her. Yeah, you bring up such a great point there. It's like I feel like when we're looking through social media or just looking at anything, even if we don't know why we're feeling the way that we're feeling about what we're looking at, it's almost like it's this subconscious or something way of telling us whether or not it is genuine. Like if you look at something and you're just like, eh, scrolling by, I, yeah. I just, I, I feel, it seems like people can feel it. Even if they don't know what they're feeling, they can feel it. Yeah, I can. I definitely can. Yeah. And it, and like you said too, it's about telling the story, but do you shoot for, like if people are shooting for awards, like we have our, the Portrait Masters Awards and accreditation program. And I, I was never really interested in awards. I'm not a competitive person. I'm not, I don't really care that much. But then I started to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll try. And I was like shooting specifically to try to get higher scores, you know, styling more and just trying to be a little bit more creative than I ever was before. Do you find that it's similar where you, you're trying to shoot to go viral, even though it's genuine? You know what I mean? Are you thinking that when you're shooting it? No, because again, I'm always surprised when my work does go viral. Really, my work, a lot of my work is based on experiences and what I've seen, Mm -hmm. even in the news, social media, just in life. So a lot of these things that I shoot, it's just it's what I've experienced, so it's it's super genuine. And if it goes viral, like I'm super happy about that, but I never know when it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not shooting to do that. Now, I know some people do that. You know, some people do shoot because they're like, oh, well, you know what? This is, this is like something that people are liking right now, so I'm going to shoot it. And they went viral, so, you know, I should. But the truth of the matter is, Everybody won't go viral. There were so many people that I saw that did the VP looks like me and they were not viral. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. And I think exactly what you said, I think a lot of it just goes back to being genuine. I mean, because what would be the difference, you know, other than maybe, you know, having the portrait look really good? I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Because Olivia was just really being a kid. Yeah. She really was. And that's what I was letting her do. She was running up the alleyway. 
like pointing at her shirt, reading it. She was super excited. Like I even have some other photos that's actually on Facebook. I have this whole series. It's like posted on Facebook with more than just one picture. There's some where she looks like extremely like tomboyish and it's so hard because she has two brothers. Mm -hmm. Like she's either tomboyish or she is a prissy princess. (laughs) Never know what I'll get with her. (laughs) That's fun though. You you could have like different looks for her that she'd be willing to. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, you know, you mentioned that you don't have a studio and that you do all of this outdoors on location. I think that's another thing that gets in people's way of thinking that they can be a successful portrait photographer is not having a studio. But there's something about being on location with your work that I really love. It almost like tells even more of a story than if you were to be in studio. Mm-hmm. You know, just the specific location of it all. Do you pick locations just, you know, for that specific reason? So sometimes it really depends on what type of day I've had. So there's like this white wall uh, downtown. It's like a white building. I shoot there a lot. And people would never know. If I took a picture of this building with my cell phone and showed you all of the photos that I've taken in front of it and how different each photo looked, People would not know it was the same building. But the reason that I choose it is because sometimes we're running a little late for shoots. And with daylight savings time, it's getting dark at 530. And a lot of times I get off work at four. So we're trying to hurry and shoot. And so I need that white wall to bounce light. Because if it's getting dark, I need white because I can always brighten it up without like upping my ISO on my camera and it can be perfect. That's a location that I choose and the reason why um, at times. Yeah. Is this the wall where there's the three girls that says brown babes are magic and they're all holding their hand up? Yes. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. That it's is so it. cute. And guess what time it was when we took that photo? What? Because it looks like it could be, I mean, day. No, it was getting dark. It was about, yeah, it was getting dark. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But I need the white wall to bounce light. See, I love how instead of like walking away from the shoot or not doing it or whatever, you're like, I'm going to find a way to make it work. And, And there's something really like simple about having a clean white wall as a backdrop. I really love it. I agree. Okay, so tell us a little bit about how you structure, like, do you have packages, your, you know, your pricing, do you have a la carte? Like, how does that work for you? So what I do is just the flat rate. Usually that flat rate will include two to four girls. And then what I do is if you want to add more girls, like, for instance, let's say you want to do five or six girls. Well, for each kid, I'll tack on an amount okay. to my flat rate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for one rate, they get just all the digitals. And if they want to add more people, then it's more. Yeah. And yeah, it's all digital. Now, I do use Pass Gallery, like for my photos. On Pass Gallery, you can actually order prints if you mm-hmm. want, or you can just take the digitals and print it wherever you want. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you about pricing. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if you do, like, do you feel like your prices are where you want them to be? Like, do you think if you stay where you're at with your pricing that you would be able to go full time? Absolutely not. I actually feel like um, I am shortchanging myself a lot. (laughs) Well, that's what I was wondering because I'm like, hmm, like your work is, is really good. And I feel like it's like, I feel like you could go full time just based on what I see from your work. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder why she's not. And I wonder if that has anything to do with how you're pricing yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I think that I need to take a class in pricing, honestly, and and business structure, just so that I can get that like under control, because that is an area that I struggle in. Yeah, yeah. If we can convert you to a Sue Bryce education member... everything you need on pricing is there I promise like I just I really really want to encourage you to get to get that pricing up because like you're doing work that is so important and so necessary on top of it being something that you love and I would love to see you be able to do this full-time yeah me too (laughs) I think a lot of people are afraid when it comes to pricing and I've, I've had a lot of people tell me well you know Letitia just charge what you're worth and the people that support you and value your work, they're going to pay that rate. And I believe that I really do, but I am scared to just like step off the ledge. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think might happen 
if you did, if you raised your prices? I think I might kind of, maybe I'll start like from the beginning again a little bit. Sure. Whereas sure. I, I would I would start building a whole new clientele, which is okay. Especially if you're charging more, you need less anyways, mm-hmm. and it's less work. Mm-hmm. So I do know that much, but I think I'm just... I'm just scared. I'm, I'm like a, I'm a small city Louisiana girl, super country like here, and I don't know. It's just, it's the way that a lot of people think here too. And I'm trying to get out of that because I do think that I am deserving of being paid what I'm worth. Yeah, yeah. But I am, I am. Sometimes I do get a little intimidated. It's just like, okay, am I gonna get more? Am I gonna get stressed out? With charging more, like what more comes with that? Is it less stress? It's just a lot of extra. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's so normal to go through all those feelings. I think all of us did. Like, I remember raising my prices and being scared, you know, like sweating, like full blown in, in like sweating in a panic. Like, oh my gosh, I remember sending out my first pricing when I raised it, thinking this lady is going to. Th- like laugh, laugh at me and she was like okay I'll book the shoot and I was like really okay you know it's amazing how once you just get that confidence even though at the time I guess I really didn't have that much confidence but eventually once you get that first client that books at that higher price it's like okay all right that's one like I could do more right and then eventually it just starts to get easier and you just do it and especially if you're the photographer that people want to book which I believe in your area it, you know like I would love if my kids were photographed by you. I feel like once you have created that name for yourself, which it sounds like you're doing very successfully, you become that person that people want to book and they expect you to be more expensive. Yeah, they reach out to here. Like just being truthful, when I started, I didn't really have support here. All of my support was with brands like all over the world, but not here in Louisiana. And like since I've grown and I've gotten a lot more exposure, like people here, they know me now and they want to work with me. And But I think with the people here, a lot of them, they want me to do family shoots and maternity shoots, Mm -hmm. birthday shoots and parties. And that is not what I love to do. So I won't do it. Now I will do a maternity shoot. I'll do like a kid's birthday. I, I actually had a kid's birthday shoot that I did and I posted on Facebook and it went viral. I didn't expect it to. And it did. It was beautiful though. And I enjoyed it, right. but I don't enjoy family shoots. I don't enjoy working with families. Ugh, I, I don't you. know if you've ever heard anyone say that, but I don't. Oh, I feel, I feel the exact same way. <laughs> I, yeah. No way. I, yeah. I don't think anybody can pay me any amount of money to shoot families. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> Every time I do it. It's so stressful. Oh, totally. Whenever I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, why did I do this? You know, it's it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. It's like they caught me at a weak moment. I agree. It's not very often, but I, I understand. And you shouldn't have to spend your time doing something that you don't love. Like, you know, I don't blame you. Yeah. So, but they still follow me though. And they still like, they, they're sharing, they're commenting. The people from here, you know, they are like giving positive vibes towards everything and which is great. And yeah. people do want me to shoot their kids down, which is great. Yeah. But I think like with brand stuff, I enjoy it more because I am able to have complete creative control over everything. Right. I'm not going to say I'm a control freak, but I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> so even with the brand, they don't give you stipulations of how you have to do it? No. Nice. No, a lot of them have said, I love your work. Whatever you've been doing, just do that. That's what a lot of them will tell me. Hmm. Very cool. See, that's awesome. Now, okay, so let me ask you the question in a different way. What do you think could happen in a positive way if you raise your prices? Um, I would spend less time editing mm-hmm. and working on photos. I would shoot less mm-hmm. because... I would be spending time on the shoots that I do have. So let's say I book four shoots. Well, if they're at a higher price, and that's great. I mean, I don't have to do double that to Mm -hmm. get that same pricing, if that makes sense. So I just think it would create a lot less stress overall. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's that's at the point where I know I need to raise my prices is when I start to get that, like, almost kind of, like, annoyed you know, when they're paying me or, okay, I don't mean to sound like ungrateful. Like when, when anyone pays me, I'm very, very grateful. And, you know, 
I'm not trying to say that. It's just when I start to feel like it's not worth it for me to be away from my family. Or, I mean, you're, yeah. you're coming, like you said, you get off work at four, you're rushing to a photo shoot and then doing the photo shoot. And by the time you get home, it's like after dinner, you know, it's like, I feel like you deserve to be paid well. If you're going to do that away from your family and whatever, like you deserve to be paid well for that. Right. And, and another thing too, that I have felt lately, and I know it's time to just, I don't know, I really do need to take a class on all of this so that I can have a better understanding of it all. Um, but I know that a lot of brands, especially the ones that well, first of all, they're getting a deal from me. And then on top of that, they're also getting exposure because on my Facebook page, I have 17,000 followers. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, I have like, I think almost 7,000, but my traction there is awesome. Like yeah. some posts are four or 500 likes, genuine comments. I don't buy followers. I don't join these like pods where you like each other's posts, follow totally. people. I don't do yep. any of that. So everything is totally genuine. That's on my page in terms of likes and comments and shares. So Yeah. Okay. So if I was someone, let's say I have a brand and it's like children's clothing, I could just reach out to you and say, hey, I want you to photograph my clothing. What would you expect from them in return? Or what would they expect from you in return? Like how does that relationship generally work right now with you? So first, I always ask, even though most brands do give me creative control, I do ask if there's anything in particular that they are wanting, wanting images of, or is there anything that I need to do, Mm -hmm. any type of props that's necessary. Even though I don't use props a lot, I'm pretty sure you looked at my work. My work is really minimal. I don't use a lot of props. Even the girls don't even use accessories. You probably won't ever see them with a purse on photos. I just think it's unnecessary, but that's just me. Um, But I asked them that, and then I let them know that, you know, if let's say it's a t-shirt company and they're wanting to, I don't know, get three girls in three different tees that they have. And they're like, oh, I'd love for them to wear jeans or something like that. And I'll ask them, well, is there any specific jeans that you want? Are you going to send them jeans? A lot of them will just say, oh, well, no. And then so I'll say, okay, well, it's okay because I have a denim company that I have collabed with so I can reach out to them and get jeans. So it usually goes a little something like that. And then, of course, you have like your... um, I do everything through invoicing on PayPal, which has also been easier for me because, you know, PayPal will send you a 1099 anyways at the end of the year. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, I do everything there. I have them send me 50% of the shoot up front. And then I have them in the comments put, you know, if there's anything specific that they're looking for, if they have a vision or if they just want me to take control. And we just kind of go from there. And I also tell them to put the date in there that they would like the photos back by. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So are brands then your ideal client? Or are you looking more for, you know, just like people who have kids that they want photographs of or both? I think brands is is more where I want to be. Mostly with kids, though. I don't mind shooting adults, but I found that I am able to work with kids better. Adults don't listen. (laughs) isn't that the truth do (laughs) you can use your mom voice with kids and with adults they just think I'm like being a big old bitch or something (laughs) yes (laughs) oh that's funny okay so it sounds like then you're ready to grow as like a brand photographer but continue to storytell and have make powerful images and represent children of color like they should be yes okay definitely I'm like, brands out there listening, <laughs> we have Latisha. <laughs> the end goal for me is really to get into, I really want to get into co- commercial work. I really do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes that's super difficult, but I mean, I'm sure it's doable. It's doable, I think. Oh, absolutely. It's doable. Totally. And I'm glad you said at the end, because I heard when you said, I know it can be difficult. It's like, no, 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 don't go there. Like, you can totally do this. <laughs> I just feel like you have such a great, your own brand is, it is so doable. It's so doable. It's just a matter of, you know, raising your prices, one, and just starting to walk towards what you want. You know, I definitely think you can do it. I also feel that I need, because 
just to let you know, I am completely self-taught. So everything that I know, I taught myself. I didn't take any classes. I didn't have any help. Nobody helped me at all. But I do think that I need to take lighting classes. I never learned about lighting. I can make it work. I've shot in the studio and it's worked out. Uh, but I, I want to take an actual hands-on lighting class. Because mm-hmm. lighting is hard. It's hard. Natural light, I love it. I can work with natural light any day, but I want to get better with artificial light. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I still 99% of the time shoot in just natural window light or, you know, outside without studio lights, just a reflector. Yeah. I'm with you. I've always found it to be hard, too. So we have on Superice Education, we have the 12-week startup. And one of the weeks is lighting. Well, and we're actually in pricing and product right now, so that makes me think of you. But with lighting, we have Sue has so many lighting courses on there, and then Felix Coons does as well. And once people get it, and I still say, I'm like, yeah, I still shoot. I still am afraid of studio lights. People are like, Nikki, seriously, like all the education we have on here, like, <laughs> I promise you, once you just learn it, it is not hard. And I know they're right, but I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I like what I do with natural light, but. I feel like it seems more daunting than it is. And trust me, I always, I feel the exact same, but I bet you, especially if you're self-taught with what you're doing already, just w- either watching videos or like you said, a hands-on class, I think you would nail it. Yeah, I definitely need it. <laughs> Lighting <laughs> is so intimidating. It really is. Well, okay. So what's your main goal then? Like I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm sorry, I totally put you on the spot, but like, let's say <sighs> if, if, if you came back on this podcast let's say a year from now, what would you want your business, like your dream business to look like? My dream business. Um, I would actually love to work with, and this is going to sound weird because I did tell you that I love having creative control over everything. And I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I don't think I'll ever stop doing shoots like that. But I would love to work with uh, modeling agencies uh, that work with bigger brands, uh, headshots, that type of thing. And also, you know, bigger brands, like when we think like Target, shooting for places like Mm -hmm. Target or Walmart or that type of thing, I would love to do, which I know I would not have creative control over, but that's okay. (laughs) Right. But at least you would be helping to represent, you know, all ethnicities in in big marketing. And I know that's, you know, a huge passion for you. And and getting in with those big brands, I think could be a, a step forward in that. Yeah. Very cool. I'm excited for you. I I feel like, you know, gosh, there have been a lot of us who were in a job that we didn't love and, you know, want to go full time as a photographer. And I hope you know that it is something that could be in the near future for you. I'm going to claim that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like Sue, Sue Bryce is one of the top photography educators in the world, really. Yeah. And she's the one who saw your work and totally was like, I just, I love her style. I love what she's doing. You know, I mean, that says a lot. I know. And you know, it's so funny about Sue is that I had no idea that she was even following me. I must have missed the notification. And it wasn't until one day that I saw that she liked it, a a photo that I had. And I was just like, Sue Bryce, what is she doing on my page? And then, (laughs) like, I went to her page And which I followed her and I was like, okay, maybe she just saw my photos like from a hashtag or something like that because that happens. So I ignored it and then it just kept going and she kept like liking and then she would comment and I was like, let me go see if she follows me. And lo and behold, she did. And I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh. And I think she should still have it in her inbox. And I was just like, oh my God, like you are the Sue Bryce. And she was like, yeah, and I really love your work. And I was actually supposed to be a part of Portrait Masters and COVID happened. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure what's going on there, but she wanted me to speak there. Oh, awesome. Which I think would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we're hoping to do it in person, Letitia. It's, let's see, it'll be in September of 2021. It's It's one of those things where I think everyone, the whole world is just kind of waiting to see what we're supposed to do. And... Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But hopefully, and even if we do it online again, like we did, we did the conference online and maybe, maybe that'll be, you know, 
Oh, it'd be so great. It'd be so great if you were a speaker. Yeah, I could not believe that she, and she was like, well, what I like most is that it was it's genuine. And mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I'm so glad you love my work. That meant a lot, you know, coming from her. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't give compliments like that lightly, so. She's oh, very, wow. Yeah, yeah. So she's very, yeah, so. Very cool. Oh, that'd be so cool if you're a speaker. Okay, so. I hope that I can have you on a year from now and you can tell me about how you're working with these big brands. I know a year is not a whole lot of time, but it's amazing when you put Things happen. Yes, so. totally, totally. Oh, awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of this stuff with us. I, I actually have a couple more questions. But before, I, I always ask the same questions at the end of each episode. But before I get to those, I do have one more question about going viral. Okay. You, you just mentioned hashtags and you didn't know if Sue found you from hashtags. Is that something that you think helps you to go viral is these hashtags? Absolutely. So something that I keep my eye on is my insights on Instagram. So you can check each photo. You can check the insights to see like, you know, how many times it was shared, how many times it was saved, like how many people saw it from the home, from profile, from hashtags. Mm -hmm. And let me take a look and I will tell you the specific photo of Olivia and the VP looks like me when I look at insights. It was shared 15,730 times. It was saved 3,057 times. And the impressions, 335,057 impressions, which means that's how many people saw it. From hashtags, it was 234,929. So absolutely. Wow. Okay, I need to start using hashtags more. I'm like so hit or miss (laughs) with it, but I'm like, okay, (laughs) it's time. No, that's so great. How do you decide which hashtags to use? I think it depends on how I'm feeling, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So it depends on how I'm feeling. Like, for instance, the latest photos that I posted, I think it was of the girls. Um, they had on, like, Valentine's Day colors. And in the way they were holding hands in the photo and, like, the girl in front was pulling the rest of the girls, the first thing that I thought about was, like, being in this together with all the other little girls and, and like uh, being an inspiration to each other. And see, I can see all of this in my work and I know that everybody like interprets things different. But for this particular photo, I was just like, okay, so the caption here really needs to be about success and inspiring other women and raising each other up. And so I went to my girls supporting girls hashtags and mm-hmm. Brave girl, girl power, motivational, girl empowerment. Like, I don't know. It just kind of flowed with yeah. the photos. I don't know. I think a lot goes on in my brand. <laughs> in my, not yeah. my, my brand, but my head. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you do that instead of just like copying, pasting, which I'm so, I'm so guilty of. Like, I just like copy and paste hashtags sometimes. <laughs> but, it, you know, when you're doing it, again, going back to genuine – and what does this photo represent? And it's not just, you know, hashtag portrait, hashtag photography, hashtag whatever. Yeah, I think I think that's great. It gets it's more and more eyes are on your photo when you have that type of of hashtag that is genuine. Yeah. So very cool. Awesome. Okay, so I have a couple other questions for you. And number one is what's something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Some of the parents, actually. <laughs> The girls' parents are actually a, a godsend okay, yeah. when it comes to the shoots. They are very hands-on. They're like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Are snacks necessary? Because I'll bring snacks. Do you need help? I'll be there to get them dressed. There's five girls for a shoot. So I may have three other parents that's there um, helping me uh, get them yeah. together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like they are just so helpful and I don't think that I could do a lot of it without them. Actually, I don't think I've ever done a shoot without a parent there just because it's so hectic and it's hard if you're shooting four girls and it's just a photographer there and I'm, they may have two or three outfits and I have to do outfit changes by myself. I don't think I've ever done a shoot without a parent. Yeah, I love that answer. <laughs> yeah, they are all very, very, very supportive and it's kind of like what what do you need Uh, how can I help and I really appreciate that I bet you they they really love doing it I mean just to have their girls photographed to have these photos forever is just it's it's just invaluable 
So I'm glad they want to help you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, number two, how do you spend your time when you're not working? I'm actually a foodie, and I love just watching stuff on Netflix, just like binging a show in one night <laughs> if I can. Yes. But yeah, same. I'm a foodie, and when I say a foodie, I am a seafood foodie. I love crawfish and crab and shrimp. It's like my go-to, but I am in Louisiana, so that's what we eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Louisiana is the state for food, too, so people come here to eat. Yum. I've never been to Louisiana. Yeah, you should come. I mean, I've been to Michigan. Wait, no, I did. I did go, actually. Hang on. I went for a wedding. I went to New Orleans for a wedding, but that was it. Did you get to eat? Get food? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was like such a whirlwind. It was the first time I ever left my son. He was just a year old, and I was like in a full-blown panic being without him. (laughs) So it was like such a whirlwind. I have to go back and actually enjoy it now that I'm okay with leaving my kids Yeah. You were saying you've been to Michigan? Yeah. So I actually came to Michigan because a friend of mine, uh, her name's Katie. She lives outside of, not in Detroit, it's like outside of Detroit. And I can't remember the actual city, but I went there to do a styled shoot. I was actually her model and we shot on top of Lake Michigan. It was frozen over and you... I am from Louisiana, so I was freezing cold. It was cold, but I looked like an ice princess, and they were absolutely beautiful. And I'll probably never visit Michigan again in the winter because we don't know how to drive in that. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. shut down That's if we whole, get if we get yeah. ice, <laughs> we get shut down in Louisiana. The kids don't have school if it's hailing out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ice is scary though. Even though, like, we get yeah. ice too, and but we have to be careful because we're so used to having snow that it, when you, it's the black ice and people don't know. Yes, and yeah, yeah. My husband's uncle lost his brother from a car accident from black ice, so it's like that was a, a huge wake up. Like everyone has got to chill out with driving, you know. But like, I'm staring yeah. out. We live on a lake, and I'm staring out right now. It's just completely covered in snow. And I'm like, why am I not shooting on this lake right now? So I'm so glad you just said that because Portrait Masters Awards is coming up and I need to get creative. (laughs) And I'm so glad, Letitia, you just like, why am I not shooting on this lake right now? If you saw the photos are absolutely beautiful. It looks like people at every time they come up in my memories, people are just like, where were you? It looks like you're just like surrounded by snow. And I was I was like, no, that's actually ice. That's actually a lake or yeah, it's a lake that's frozen over and I could probably fall in at any minute, but I didn't. <laughs> that's my response. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would think that whoever had you out there knows the, the rules around that. No, like, she people in Michigan, we know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We had, we had our kids out there on a snowmobile the other day and I got a couple, I posted pictures and a couple people were like, Oh my God, what are you doing? And it's like, no, no, I swear we drill down in multiple places. Like we know it's safe. But yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you just really, thank you. You just totally <laughs> gave me such a great idea. And oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> okay. Wow. Cool. All right. Okay. Next question. What is your favorite inspirational quote? So my favorite inspirational quote, it's actually a proverb and um, it's fall down seven times, stand up eight. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it's kind of like saying, you know, never give up hope and uh, mm-hmm. always strive for more. You may fall, but chances are you're going to get right back up. And so, like, that's one of my personal favorites. Yeah, yeah. What a great way to live by that, you know, for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, number four, what would you say to people who are just getting started? I would say find out what you truly love. You don't have to do everything. And I think that's what happened for me. Like I I found a niche that's pretty much unheard of, like where I live, and I've kind of gone with it. And so I always tell people, like, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to do birthdays, weddings, portraits. Uh, Just find, like, find the spot where you belong and the spot that you love. And sometimes it feels weird because even for me, when I knew that I loved brands, it felt weird because it was just like, okay, but am I limiting myself by by doing this? And I, I think the answer to that is no, because there's 
always more brands. And mm-hmm. I absolutely don't love shooting families or weddings. And so there's not going to be any passion there. So you have to find what you love. So that passion that you do have comes out in the photos. Yeah. Oh, that's such great advice. Such great advice. Yeah. And then last question, where can people find you online? My Instagram is her story maker portrait. So that's H-E-R-S-T-O-R-Y-M-A-K-E-R-P-O-R-T-R-A-I-T-S. And then on Facebook, um, it's going to be at her story makers and the number one because face someone had already had my name, I think, on Facebook. Oh. So I had to like use that one. But it's still her story maker portraits on Facebook. But the at just had to be yeah, that. Gotcha. But, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And I hope that we will hear you as a speaker. And I hope that I have you on this podcast again one day that, you know, where you're telling us, like teaching us, okay, this is how you do it (laughs) with being a really, really successful brand photographer and that you were able to quit your job. (laughs) No pressure. I hope that's coming soon. (laughs) Yeah. That would be amazing. Well, thank you again. And yeah, have a wonderful week. And I will see you on Instagram. You too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. And there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love, and there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.